Hello and welcome back to the P A L with Reb T, the Pirkei Avos learning. The year where we talk a Mishnah of Pirkei Avos per day, with sagely commentary and practical advice to say. We're looking at season four with the help of Rabbeinu Yona. Looking at chapter four, Mishnah twenty-one, Dalid Chafalaf, a short Mishnah, but Rabbi Yona, Rabbeinu Yona has a lot to say about it. So let's see what's up in this Mishnah. Rabbi Elazar Kapar Omer. Rabbi Eliezer HaKapar says, Hakinha, jealousy, kinah, ve'ataiva, desire, ve'akavod, an honor, really the, the lust for honor, the, the rush to try to get honor, trying to run after honor, motzina sa'adam in olam, takes a person out of this world. When a person wastes his time on the trivialities of this world, the materialistic aspects of this world, the hedonistic aspects of this world, He's missing out on the purpose of what this world is all about. We're only given 120 years, we should be Zoha, in this world. Why waste it on stuff that doesn't last, on stuff that's not important, and stuff that's not what's going to come with us? Of course, it's, it's important to make sure that you eat to live, but don't live to eat. It's important to make sure that you relax so that you can live, but, but don't live to relax. It's important to make sure that you could take care of your wants and needs. If you want to have a good burger, you want to have a, a good time to spend with your with your wife, with your friends, with your family, but that can't be the, the, the core existence, the only existence of your being. And honor, honor is so transitory. You, you run after honor, honor is going to run, after, run away from you. Per Galvis explains elsewhere, when you run away from honor, that's when honor runs after you. Someone who is anivot, someone who's involved in humility, someone who's involved in being humble, that's how to get the real honor. So make sure to stay away from these three areas so that you don't feel and you don't become taken out of this world, God forbid. Jealousy, Rabbi Yona points out, there are two kinds of jealousy that each include two or three of the worst kinds of behavior. A very negative type of jealousy is unhappiness at the sight of a righteous friend. You watch him engaging in Torah and mitzvahs and behaving properly. You are jealous of him because you hate those who love God and do his will. This mida will remove you from the world. This is the worst form of jealousy and it is called hating God. Another form of this negative type of jealousy is when you do not have any particular hatred of Torah and those who learn it. However, since you personally do not live that way, you do not want your friend to either. One who does not want there to be anyone who is better than him, not because he is especially good, but only because there are these others are just as bad, also hates God. He does not fulfill God's will and is unhappy when others do fulfill it. Nevertheless, this hatred is not as acute as the first kind. There is a jealousy that is positive, even if it is not ideal. It is what our sages describe in the envy of scholars increases wisdom. Kinat chachamim, jealousy of the sages, jealousy of the scholars, jealousy of those who know more than us, who learn more than us, and have more in their mental storehouses than us. You see that your friends are wise and you want to be like them too. This envy spurs you on to learn more, work harder, do more mitzvahs, and follow the proper path. Even better would be to desire to do God's will without the incentive of jealousy, solely because it is man's task to do his will. As Shlomo HaZemelech said, I saw that all labor and all skillful enterprise spring from man's rivalry with his neighbor. This too is futility and vexation of the spirit that coming from Koheles. In other words, if you act properly, albeit from jealous motives, you're still doing good, but that good is tainted by some very negative elements. If you do the right thing willingly, sincerely and wholeheartedly, it is more worthy than acting out of jealousy. Either of these motivations are acceptable before the Almighty. It is best to grasp the one and not let go of the other. He who fears God performs them all. Also from Kohelis.
The second type of jealousy is jealousy of wealth. One form of this is being miserable over the wealth of others because you personally lack wealth. This is the worst of all midos. You hate to see others have it good. You are not interested in the betterment of the world. The second aspect is jealousy of wealthier friends. It pains you that they have more money than you. They have more things than you. It is not that you hate them and their money or that you begrudge them and want them to have less. It is just that you love money dearly, want to be the richest of all. You equate riches with prestige and want to be the one with the most. The third aspect is the least of all three evils. You love money, you are envious, and you crave great wealth, but you do not care where, uh, whether others have more or less. You want what you want, but you're not aflame with jealousy like the man who yearns to be the richest of all. The words of Shlomo Malch include all types of jealousy. Let your heart not envy sinners, rather those who revere God all day. He first specifies the worst type of jealousy, namely envy of wicked sinners and the desire to sin as they do. He then goes on to say that in general, man should only envy those who fear God and do his sacred will. All other forms of jealousy are a disease. Let's look at Taiva, desire. Desire is the first stage of any sinful action or deed, even preceding thought. After the desire for something is born, one then begins to think of how to attain it. There is great evil inherent in all desires. It goes without saying that this is true of the desire to sin, for even an excessive desire for permitted things is still very bad. As Shalom Malch pointed out, don't give your strength to do even the permitted things. So to excessive desire for permitted food and drink is bad. The doctors say that even like good quality foods are harmful if eaten in excess. The Rambam teaches us in elsewhere that everything is good in the middle path, except for anger and arrogance, which you have to avoid at all costs. But in general, the middle path is good. Don't eat to overindulge yourself. Don't even eat to the point of being very, very full. Eat to satiation. The middle path. Make sure not to eat to excess. As the sages say, Psachim, do not accustom yourself to eat goose, for your heart will always crave it. That comes from Psachim 114. As with jealousy, there are three types of negative desire. The first is desire that no one but yourself should have wealth or wisdom. This type of desire is an iniquity that contains sin from Hosea. The second is desire for greater wealth and wisdom than those around you. With this type of desire, you do not mind what others have, but you want to have more and be greater than them. This is also very bad. The third has a small element of good. When you see that your friends have wisdom and wealth, you want to be like them as well. You're very pleased to see them have as much as you and would be happy to see God grant them, and of course yourself a thousandfold more. This is not entirely good because it is motivated by jealousy of the wisdom, intelligence, and wealth of others. You should desire wisdom because it is the foundation and root of the service of the Creator. May He be exalted. And desire wealth as a means to fulfill the will of God and not for other reasons. As David Melch said in Tehillim, God before you is all my desire. All his desires were motivated by heaven and not by petty jealousy. We also find that before he died, Rabbeinu HaKadosh lifted his ten fingers and said, It is known and revealed before you, Hashem, that I have not benefited from this world at all, not even the amount exerted with my little finger. That comes from Gemara Shabbos. Our sages tell us that he was extremely wealthy also from Shabbos. Even a saddle boy was as wealthy as Shavur Malka the king of Persia. And yet, whatever benefit he derived from the physical world was solely for the sake of heaven because he had no interest in worldly vanities. Now, Rabbi Yonah points out talking about honor. Honor is, in, the, in its negative sense, means lording it over others, imposing terror and instilling fear in the land of the living. What is the fate of those who behave this way? They descend to the depths of Gehenom, Gehenom, never to ascend. This is why the prophet Yecheskel compared the fall of mortal kings in Gehenom to one who inspires fear in the land of the living. None of them will leave Gehenom as we find in the verse, For I have instilled my terror in the land of life, and all his multitude I saw... 
and all his multitude will be laid to rest in the midst of the uncircumcised that comes from Yechezkel. There is another kind of honor as well, the desire to be honored by others because you feel that you deserve it, even if in fact you do not. If you wish to be honored because you are a Torah scholar and have fine middles, you are a sinner. But if your interests and intentions are for the sake of heaven, you're acting only for the Torah's honor, not your own. You're not accepting honor for personal gain, but only to enhance the Torah's honor, as we explained. He talked about earlier in Avos 4.5, then it is permitted, but any other kind of honor is negative in the extreme. The Torah cautions us greatly against this and forbids it. It applies even to a king of Israel. The Torah tells us, You shall set a king over yourself. Psalm to Simelech HaMelech in Devarim. Our sages learn from here that we should fear the king. In Gemar Kesubas points out, He more than any man on earth is worthy of honor, and yet even he is warned against it, so that his heart does not become haughty over his brothers. Pointed out in Devarim. This is all the more true for ordinary people who should not crave honor at all. And remove a man from the world. These three midos mentioned in this mission are all capital sins. Another explanation is that each of these three midos will remove man from the world. As we learn from the following verses, jealousy, as it says, the rod of the bones is jealousy from Mishlein. Desire, as it says, the desire of the lazy one will kill him from Mishlein. Honor, as we find regarding Yosef, who died 10 years before his brothers because he lorded over them in Egypt, coming from Gemara Brachos. So don't crave honor. Don't pursue desire. Don't pursue jealousy in and of itself. Try to only utilize all your aspects for the sake of heaven, for the sake of Hashem. Try to do what you can to guide yourself, to make yourself go on the path where you're only doing Torah, Mitzvahs, and Chesed, and that your desire should be for Torah, should be for Mitzvahs, should be for Chesed, should be for making the world better. Your, your jealousy should be, I don't. I wish I had more time to do things for Hashem. I wish I could make more time for Hashem. The honor should be, I want to have more honor for Hashem, more covered for Hashem, and hopefully in such a way we can make the world a better place every single day. Join us next time as we talk about different aspects of Hashem and how those who are born will, will eventually die and the dead will be revived and the like here on the PAL with Reb T. And I'm your host, Reb T.